Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am Paul Caputo, sportslogos.net minor league baseball correspondent, broadcasting live, as always, from the Helmet Sunday Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. We have a really fun show today, and it's a little bit different than usual. And you've heard me talk to Dan Simon on this podcast many times. And I reached out to Dan and I said, hey, Dan, I'm doing an episode on the Burlington Sock Puppets. And Dan said, okay. He says, I'm always happy to talk to you because Dan is always very generous with his time. But Dan said, this is as much fun as I've ever had designing a logo. And part of the, the reason that this was so much fun was that the team itself, the, the, the folks with the team are just a hilarious laugh a minute riot. And so Dan said, I would really like just to get back together with those guys for one thing, but also to, to let you experience sort of what that, that feels like, you know, for you and your podcast listeners. So I am joined by Dan Simon of Studio Simon. Again, Dan, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thanks again for having me. I'm also joined by Anderson Rathburn, who is the general manager of the Burlington Sock Puppets and the team's owner and president, Ryan Kerr. So guys, thank you for being here. And thanks for, for doing my first ever group interview for the Baseball by Design podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. The fact that you butchered yeah, this is big time. last name is already a great start for us. So we're pumped. <laughs> who's, whose last name did I butcher? It's so every, everybody and their mother thinks that there's an extra R in my last name. So like... Honestly, when we came over here from wherever the heck we came from in Europe, it used to, it was Rathbun. And because so many people just, the way that it's, especially in curses, the way that it, the U and the N go together, they think there's an R in between the U and the N. So people actually just started changing their name to Rathburn because they just kept, you know, people just naturally called Rathburn. It's more natural. Rathbun is a ridiculous last name, although I love it. It's dear to my heart. Uh, it is ridiculous. Um, but yeah. So. Well, I normally edit this podcast to make me sound as smart as possible, but I think I'm just going to leave that in and, and just say, okay, sorry, I, I will run with that. I have been calling you Anderson Rathburn for several years because <laughs> you and I have spoken before for, you know, when I covered the, the, the team's name announcement for sportslogos.net. So I just want to, I want to jump right in to the, the Appalachian League was forced into rebranding uh, en masse, all 10 teams. Hey, we also have Thomas. Oh, oh my goodness. Tom is this here. Is, this is like, uh, this is like WWE. And all of a sudden you hear Stone Cold's, you know, the breaking of the glass and Stone Cold Steve Austin starts walking down the ramp. <laughs> Tom, we have Tom, we have you joining us already in progress here. Tom, what is your title? Uh, I'm the assistant general manager here for the Burlington Sock Puppets. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. So now we've got the full compliment here. This is, this is what, what Dan had in mind when he said, let's talk about this as a group here. I'm putting this to the to the to the entire group. The Burlington Sock Puppets are the only team in the Appalachian League, the 10 team Appalachian League. One of the silver linings that came out of this Vogon destructor fleet that Major League Baseball inflicted on minor league baseball and this restructuring and the loss of affiliations for a lot of teams. One of the things that came out of that that was a positive, I think, was that 10 teams in the Appalachian League changed from being named for their parent clubs, which should be constitutionally illegal to having unique nicknames that are relevant to their local community. The Sock Puppets were the only one that didn't work directly with Major League Baseball to have their identity created. You guys had the privilege of working with the great Dan Simon. How did that come about? Ryan, do you want to go or can I go? Go for it, Andy. All right. Uh, well, so Thomas uh, and I worked under Ryan when he was the team president in Daytona uh, Beach. And uh, this one February uh, fine afternoon, he invited Thomas and I to lunch where he took us to the prestigious Olive Garden, where he said, hey, I'm about to buy a ball club. 
later to find out it was going to be in the middle of a pandemic at the start of a pandemic, would you guys like to go up there and run it? And we said, yes. Uh, so that's how it officially all started uh, of us coming up here. So I just wanted to throw on the tidbit of you taking us to Olive Garden. Yes. Uh, Breadsticks and salad is typically where it starts. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, we, we acquired the club in Burlington under the guise that we knew come 2021, we were probably going to have to rebrand. And I'd say like have to, like it's a bad thing. Um, this is frankly like the reason why we actually bought the club was the ability to kind of reimagine what baseball in Burlington was going to look like. I think Miles Wolf did an incredible job of the 35 years of affiliated baseball in Burlington, North Carolina. And I had the luxury of working with him. He gave me my first job in professional sport. And as he and I started to talk about kind of like what the next step was, he knew that I had the energy, the passion, and the desire to try and, and build something special. And so when the pandemic hit, I think, you know, we give a lot of credit to Anderson and Thomas for continuing to plug along and continue to, to stay afloat, but we really tried to get out ahead of it. And so that's really where the conversation started with Dan pretty early. I mean, it was before the Appalachian League had even um, announced that they were going to, you know, go through this transition period and go to summer college bat league. I mean, it was June or July by the time that Dan and I really started talking and then um, finally felt comfortable enough to introduce Dan to Anderson, which trust me is like, um, is, a, is a big moment um, when you're in the trust tree and get introduced to Anderson and, and Dan had gotten close to agreeing to work with us. Um, and I tell the story, I mean, for Dan, he obviously gets to do these sort of rebrands you know, frequently um, for us and like what I, I told Thomas and Anderson and why we kind of embraced this, this path so much was like, this might be the only time we get to rebrand a team. And so I think it's why we put forth the amount of like effort, energy and time. And I mean, the reason that we loved working with Dan was along the way, he never like made it feel like, you know, he's done this a hundred times. Like this was his only rebrand that he truly felt like he was caring about at that time and why we like truly enjoyed, I think the four of us getting on so many different calls with so many different stakeholders along the way. So it started in maybe June or so, Dan, you might have the, the better timeline. And I mean, three or four months later, um, we were still kind of uh, kicking it around. So that's how it all started. Oh, as far as the timeline goes, I've got to say, I, I can't argue with whether it was June, it could have been March, it could have been September at the beginning of the pandemic. It's like time stopped having the 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 meaning it used to have. So I couldn't tell you when that was. So <laughs> June sounds good to me. All right. Thankfully, there's no way to check that. So uh, we'll just we'll we'll run with it. So so Thomas, we haven't heard from you yet. So I'll direct this question to you. Why sock puppets? This this podcast is about what minor league nicknames have to do with their with their local communities. Why are sock puppets relevant to Burlington? Well, um, it was actually a lot of what Ryan and Anderson did uh, before I even got involved in in the whole the whole process. But they um, they and myself um, when kind of just coming up with that that idea. It was what is this. Um, you know, what is this area? What is the history of it? And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of railroads and history with the train system that goes through here, but a lot of it is also hosiery. And in that thought process, it was meeting with um, city historians, officials, season ticket holders, fans, everyone in this community about what this area means to them and what this area means to 
you know, what the baseball realm could be. And so it kind of was meeting with a, a whole bunch of different people and just kind of bouncing around ideas. Um, and then at one point, uh, I know hosiery kind of became that fixation of, you know, what is it? What can we do? And uh, and all of a sudden, Ryan uh, took us into a Bricks pizza and uh, went into uh, the bathroom and came back out and just looked at us and said, I think it's sock puppets. And we just looked at him and we were like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, and I, it was it just kind of came out and we kind of thought about it, talked about it. There's already, you know, two professional teams named after stocks. So it's not the craziest thing in the world when you think about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of research, a lot of time spent uh, probably drinking beer and uh, and really just hashing out names, working with Dan. Dan was heavily involved in all these meetings as well. Dan, you look phenomenal, by the way. Just, <laughs> Oh, go on. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, Ryan and Anderson could probably talk a little bit more to it. But yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of research, a lot of meetings. And then finally, it kind of came down to, all right, well, this is the this is the name. And and uh, and I think even when our one of our final last meetings with Dan, when we kind of already had talked with Ryan, where Ryan basically said, you know, I like sock poets. I think it's you know, that can be what it is. Dan kind of sat down on our Zoom call and just said, guys, you know, I, I think I have a name. I don't want you to hate me. I think it's cool. I think we could do it. And I think it should be sock puppets. And we were just like, you know, Ryan had to have paid him, you know, money to, to come up with this. But uh, but no, I was, it, it was just two two great minds thinking alike. Well, I was ready me, to walk out of the room. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, well, yeah we, I, we want, I want you guys to tell that part of the story. But let me just add on to what Thomas just said. Um, Listeners, this is Dan talking again. If you don't recognize my voice from previous um, um, episodes of Baseball by Design. So as Thomas pointed out, there, there's lots of things that the, the city of Burlington has from its history and from the present day that we potentially could have mined for the team identity. Um, as Thomas mentioned, railroads, uh, the, the, the city was, frankly, my understanding of it is, was built on originally on the railroad it, the place it was called company shops it's where they went it, it's where the railroad went to repair um they set up a giant repair shop there in in burlington it was known that the city was known as company shops later there were other things there was um somebody helped me here during world war ii they were making um i believe it was training planes for fighter pilots um yeah, Western Electric made the Fairchild bombers. Uh, well, among other things, but the we were making Fairchild the what was called the Fairchild bomber uh, here for for WW2, and um, uh, there's so much other top secret that uh, literally you will I, I will run into people whose parents worked at Western Electric and they can't even tell their kids still about what they did at Western Electric. It was that top secret, and uh, the rumor here around town is when the Cold War actually was about to start. Russia gave a hit list of cities in America that they were going to nuke. And on that list, I think it was number seven, uh, Burlington, North Carolina was on that list, was on the top 10. Right. So you had, you had things like that. And then, of course, as many towns in North Carolina can, can say from their history, uh, there are so many textile mills throughout North Carolina, maybe South Carolina as well. Um, and, you know, Thomas mentioned hosiery, Burlington was known as the hosiery capital of the South. And apparently socks were, were a big item that they produced. And normally when I'm doing a, 
helping teams rename themselves, I don't just come at them with one name. I, I mine all of these different areas. I then uh, come up with, with names for not just one direction, but we could go this way, this way, this way, and here's a name or two for each of those. But I, I had this list writing down these names, probably a dozen, if not more, what I would consider viable names, but there was just one that really stood out. So normally I do a presentation that shows all these names, but I, I could not, I was just fixated on this, this name sock puppet. So what I said, on a Zoom call with Thomas and Anderson and Ryan was, guys, I don't normally do this. I just want to run something by you. It's, it's a little crazy, but just hear me out. And when I, when I said the name Sock Puppets, Thomas and Ryan burst out laughing and Anderson hung his head. <laughs> and so at this point, Anderson, tell us why that was. Yeah, so I, um, and, and I think I, there's two ways to receive the name. When you see the name Burlington Stock Puppets, there's two names to, to receive it. The one way is, is wow, like this is, this is creative. This is cool. This is outlandish. This is fun. And the other is, is how I unfortunately received it. You know, it's the too cool for school. Like that's not a baseball name kind of thing. And, and when Ryan initially told me that, uh, when Ryan initially told Thomas and I that um, at the Burks Pizza, I, I looked at him kind of joking, but like kind of serious. It's like, if we actually name ourselves the Bruns and freaking Sock Puppets, you're going to have to find yourself a new GM. That's what I told him. And uh, it was kind of a joke. We laughed it off a little bit. But in my head, I'm thinking, it's like, how the heck am I supposed to like put on, you know, a business card GM of the Sock Puppets? Like, that's ridiculous sounding, right? Like, I had the too cool for school mentality. And then uh, when Dan, when Dan started saying this, I, I stopped Dan right before he said sock puppets. He said, I have this name that I need to tell you. I stopped him. And I looked at Ryan because we were all on, uh, we were all, we weren't together at the time. I looked at Ryan on the Zoom. I said, I swear, Thomas Ryan, if this is what I think it's about to be. So Dan said it. Those two start laughing. I hang my head. I'm like, what the heck? And I look back on that now. And it's just like, I, I cringe that I was embarrassed about it because it's been, I like, I'm, I'm gung-ho team sock puppets. Like I wait, like. Tom is probably a little bit more so than me. He actually has a driver. He has a driver head cover of a sock puppet. I'm not at that level yet. I want to get there. Uh, he just is a little more creative than me. But uh, but yeah, it's like it's it's so it's so funny. It's so goofy. And it's just like I slap myself in the face. Thing is like I was upset about honestly a gold mine. It's just like it's it's so solid and funny that like why would I ever not want to be a part of something that's just so stupid, you know. <laughs> Why would I ever not want to be part of something that's just so stupid? Exactly, <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> well, so obviously then the 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 logo itself was was well received. And it's hard to see, right? Because it's different. And I mean, the sock puppet characters are they're fun and they're engaging, obviously, because they're well designed, obviously, because it's Dan Simon who's doing that work. But in spite of the the success that it's had since then, there couldn't have possibly been a way to anticipate that it was going to be received as well as it was because it just, it just took off in a huge way. And I know that you, you got a lot of national coverage. I mean, it, it was sort of all over the place. It won the ballpark digest logo of the year, the uh, logo slash branding of the year. And so it was, it's out there winning awards. It's I'm sure selling a ton of merchandise, including to me, I own sock puppet stuff. And in, in spite of the fact that I've not been to a game though, I am, in conversations, deep in conversations with Ed Rivera of the Dad Hat Chronicles to try to get there for the All-Star game this summer. So that is, uh, it's high on my list. So the All-Star game is going to be in July this summer, and I'm going to try to get there for it. The logo itself features 
two characters. And there's a big divide in the in the Twitterverse here about the two characters. You've got Cool Guy, who is wearing sunglasses. He's got his cap backwards, Ken Griffey Jr. style. And then you've got Stirrup Guy, who appeals to the, you know, the old school baseball fan, right? He's actual baseball stirrups. So two very different style of socks, even though they're obviously a pair, they're branded. I want to know from you guys. I'm going to put you on the spot here. And I have a clear vote. I have a I have a vote, but I would like to know from the four of you. Team cool guy or team stirrup guy? Start with there's Ryan. Huge, okay, Ryan. There's a huge divide on this call. The reason that there's two is because there might have been some punches thrown if we went one over the other. <laughs> uh, I am definitely team cool guy. All right, Ryan is team cool guy. Thomas, how about you? I am as well team cool guy. <laughs> All right. All right. Anderson? Uh, and much like this, this was the story of the rebranding is always two against one. Uh, and Dan had to play mediator because I was team stirrup guy. And I and I do want to say so team stirrup guy was the first iteration of the sock puppet when we came out here is the first iteration. And I was like, that's what actually started making me in love with the sock puppets because I love the stirrup. I was like, wow, I was like, this actually could be something cool. So like I'm starting to get high on the sock puppets. And right when I start getting high, Ryan and Thomas were like, Mm, let's see something else i'm like what like i'm finally starting to come on board and they're over here just like whatever so then we start talking about like what can make it different you know hat backwards ken Griffey jr style and then dan sends us you know the the iteration of the cool of the, of the cool guy and i'm like mm, i'm still team stirrup and ryan and thomas are like gung-ho cool guy and i'm sitting here thinking I'm going to lose out again. I'm going to, I'm going to lose out on the name. I'm going to lose out on the character. Like what is going on here? Dan backed me up and uh, Dan did his best to try to play both sides. Um, sometimes I felt like he was on my side. Sometimes he was like slyly in the corner on their side, you know, throwing little left hook, right jabs kind of thing right at me. Um, but that was the the battle. Uh, well, Anderson, I hope this makes up for me butchering your name earlier, because I will tell you that I am also firmly in the camp of team stirrup guy. Um, I like teams. St- I, I I've been waiting for like the dad hat that just had stirrup guy on it. And I eventually caved and just got the, the, the dad hat that exists. I think cool guy is on it. I have to go get Paul. I appreciate that. I don't think I've ever heard the, I never heard Dan's answer on this. So it's two. two well, this, call. this is, this is what I was going to, this is what I was going to set up, but I wanted to hear what Anderson just started to say. Oh, no, well, so so we had we had the you know the the primaries both of them, but uh, Ryan was like, all right, well let's see let's see which one sells more, you know, teams like stirrup guy or cool guy. But little did I, well, I did know Ryan controlled the merchandise at the start of last season and he put the cool guy in everything and the stirrup guy on like three things. I'm like, how in the world is the stirrup guy going to outsell the cool guy when the cool guy's on 90% of our merchandise? I felt I, I felt uh, hurt. I Team- felt betrayed. Team Stirrup Guy noticed. Team Stirrup yeah. Guy noticed the paucity of options on the team stores. And, and I eventually caved and got a cool guy hat. We made a wager that if if Stirrup Guy outsold a cool guy in the first year, that I would actually eat a sock. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like you rigged the system. Yes. So, Dan... The, the vote here on this call is 2-2. And granted, I just, you know, I, I talk about this stuff. I wasn't involved in the conversations. And I, I'm, I'm anticipating the I love all my children equally answer here. But I, I think I need to ask you, Dan, if, if you were to pick one to, to represent your work on this logo, stirrup guy or cool guy? Little backstory first. Oh, good. Uh, as Anderson pointed out, the stirrup guy was the first iteration of any of the socks that that 
we're, we're done for this identity. And that was, there was a reason for that. That was intentional. You've got this name that's a bit out there, Sock Puppets. And what I felt would happen was if we do this quote unquote traditional handling with the baseball stirrup, uh, that would mitigate the craziness of the name. It would be a visual representation that's more traditional ba baseball and would make that name okay with the people who were either naysayers or on the fence. Um, and so that was, that was my goal. But as Anderson pointed out, as soon as we did that, Thomas and Ryan, who had a slightly different vision for what this identity should otherwise be, they wanted to see something different. And, and that was fine with me. It's, my goal is not to choose, not only my, my goal, it is not my job. It's not my goal and not my job to choose a side. Um, what I'm, I'm kind of like- Unless it's my side. <laughs> I'm kind of like Anderson referred to me as as the mediator. I'm I'm King Solomon here. I am. My job is to is to make sure that the the team uh, we get a consensus. Okay, and, and everybody understands. That some there's a lot of times with a brand identity when somebody there in the front office is not going to get what they want. But my goal is for those people to at least understand the reasons why we're going in a different direction. But one of the beauties of this identity was we didn't, I thought we were going to have to choose a direction. And I'm sitting here looking at this two to one thing, Ryan and Thomas on one side and Anderson on the other. And so just based on the easy math there, Anderson was going to be the clear loser. But what Anderson did, and I don't know if he did this in hopes of, 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 um, salvaging the, 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 the stirrup guy, um, he said to me, is there any way to get both of them in the identity? You know, the, 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 the primary logo, that main logo that's, for those of you listening, you're not seeing right, right now. Anderson's wearing the primary logo on, on his shirt. And he said, is there any way to get both of them in there? And I had, I have done this before years ago uh, with the New Hampshire primaries, which they ended up changing that name, but that logo featured two characters. Uh, around that same time, the Modesto, I did that with the Modesto nuts where they, they wanted with Modesto, they wanted a, a fun character and a more serious character. So when Anderson asked it, it's like, I don't see why not. And so, as you guys know, the primary logo has both of the characters in it. But then when it comes to merchandise, regardless of which, uh, which side of the, uh, the fence you may be on, there is something for you. Um, and it also creates this neat dynamic of team cool guy, team, team stirrup guy. And so it's, it, there's just the opportunity for to please two factions and have a lot of fun with it. So if this were a court of law, Dan, I think I would request permission to treat you as a hostile witness <laughs> because you definitely evaded the question. I don't know, you know, you've, you've, you're a friend of the podcast, so I don't know if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to press you further on this, but uh, it seems like that among the five of us here, the, the, the divide has finished in a two and a half to two and a half vote. So we, yeah. we that, the general curiosity out of me was I was, I was waiting for an answer, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if we'll get it. 
Yeah, well, you I'm, can you can rank you can rank me, Ryan, and Anderson now. Anderson's not here, so <laughs> one, two, three. Who you got? Right. Yeah, who's your favorite? Uh, it's it's like asking me who my favorite child is and it's definitely anderson Anderson (laughs) well so anderson just jumped up and ran away because the the one thing that is a 100 percent guarantee on a group zoom call is a barking dog (laughs) so we had we had anderson jump up to handle a barking dog situation for sure here yeah, we had, the, the city left the gate open, so we just had some random person walking. <laughs> and I just want to say, Dan's, Dan's always on my side, uh, was mainly on my side, because I just complained the most. So <laughs> I just cried, and he was like, honestly, his father instance came out, and he just like tried to coddle me. That's probably pretty much how it happened. And, Andy, he chose, he chose cool guy. <laughs> he did not. That's yeah, a this, lie. This is what you get Three for films. stepping away for a second, Anderson. This is uh... No, I'm going to step away for good. I'm never going to talk to Dan again, I don't think. Anderson, well, when... Listen to the podcast when it's up and when when Paul drops it and you'll hear the you'll hear what the answer actually was or or wasn't. So as with the Modesto nuts, the this sort of the having multiple characters in the logo has afforded you the opportunity to sort of expand that roster of characters. And that's that's been sort of interesting to see. And I know that you've done a few already where you have the two cool guy and the startup guy in the in the primary logo but then you've had additional characters since then can you talk about sort of what you know that flexibility has offered you guys and how that has functioned uh, as part of the brand yeah absolutely so um if we go back to bricks pizza it all starts at bricks pizza when i initially said we went through a lot of these conversations with dan and with community stakeholders and yeah i had that moment like holy shit, we're going to be the freaking Burlington sock puppets. This was before um, hearing from Dan. And I said it to my wife and we've obviously had this for six or nine months knowing that like we were going to rebrand. So obviously your names are floating even before you're even having these conversations. And sock puppets was like the one for her that like ultimately stuck. And I think the reason that she kind of convinced me of it was like, you could actually build some like Sesame Street sort of vibes, like all the different characters that can be created with with the sock puppet, uh, you know, identity. And so I think what we then envisioned was rolling out community character after community character after community character, which Anderson has played like a really vital role with Dan in trying to now build all of these different community characters. So yeah, if we look back at this entire thing, I think the name Sock Puppets was so unique. then the fact that like Dan was able to bring that to life like it's one thing to have a name of sock puppets with which both Dan and I were able to independently get to after a lot of conversations which is pretty incredible just like in itself but then for Dan and Anderson had that moment right where he saw the stirrup and I mean frankly Thomas and I saw the stirrup too and we're like holy smokes like this is a sock puppet coming to life and I think that's what Dan did so well was bringing the logo or the name to life and then I got to give Anderson and Thomas a lot of credit. And I think the name Sock Puppets resonated so much with me was like the layers that was going to be able to be created with that. And so I think part of the reason that Thomas and, and I kind of not pushed back, but wanted to do more and wanted a cool guy with the backwards hat is like, we weren't all about going out the Sock Puppets name and just being normal. Like we wanted to lean in at every single turn. And I think that's why Anderson and Thomas have done really, really well. So Paul, when you get to the stadium this summer for the all-star game at every single turn, 
it's it's sock puppet branding and i think you know it was one thing to have a logo and a name but then to actually convert that into a full uh brand that has been able to resonate in the community you know locally regionally nationally like that's what's made it so great and so yeah these community characters um i think are a really great way for us to continue to build on the sock puppets name while also continuing to pay homage to the local community so i know anderson could probably speak a little bit more to the actual characters but that was kind of my take on on the characters in a whole but but also how it relates to the name yeah and to go off of that uh uh when we when we launched like the name the team contest honestly as a last ditched effort to hopefully find a, a name that wasn't the sock puppets uh <laughs> there there are a lot of there are a lot of good ideas and a lot of and, and a huge piece of what we had people do is like what history does this resemble from burlington alamance county and uh, there was, we, we had like over 1200 names or something like that. And the history pieces were just like really unique. And some things we talked a lot about when we were doing the research findings, some things that we might've mentioned, some things we, we didn't even know that there were just like these small little tidbits. But Ryan mentioned he wanted the Sesame Street kind of character style. I prefer the term Avengers. It's more manly, you know, it's more cool and hip. Um, but uh, this Avenger style character set, and we're just like, well, what if we, did all of the like characters that resemble i mean the character scheme in general resembles the textile most what if we do all these characters that resemble the other piece of history that and and by the you know five years from now no brand in the history of brands sports aside like your sports included like everything no brand will ever be able to tell the actual complete story of the local community which they're from which i think is really really cool and really special we have a really unique opportunity here with the community characters because they're always going to be part of the sock puppets because they are sock puppets. And, um, and, and so that part's cool. And then on top of that too, with just like mixing up the sock puppets, Thomas, Thomas is a genius. First of all, he's one of the funniest black. I'm not going to say the actual word that I was thinking of. Uh, you know, he's one of the funniest dudes, uh, you, you'll ever be around. Um, and he won't hold anything back, uh, specifically to me. Um, but anywho, uh, he won't hold anything back in general. And the celebrity sock line that he came up with is, is awesome. And, and he got a, he has an artist friend that he works with. And so the characters so far, what, what have the, the additional characters been and, and what do you have planned for 2022? Yes. Yeah, so the first character we released last year on uh, May 16th, uh, is the 250th, uh, anniversary of the battle of Alamance, uh, so we released this malicious style sock puppet. If you think of like Mel Gibson and the Patriot kind of thing, uh, we released him on the 250th anniversary in the Battle of Alamance uh, was the first confrontation. A lot of people say of the uh, that sparked the American Revolution uh, really wasn't a battle. Uh, it was a bunch of farmers who were pretty much fed up with the British soldiers quartering in their house and all this stuff. And so they took up arms and, and tried to battle the uh, uh, the British Army, and that was kind of sparked the the first confrontation here. Like I said, uh, in the in the South, at least, for the American Revolution to really take form. And then this year, uh, on May 4th, it's the 75th anniversary of the Burlington Airport Authority, and uh, we'll be releasing an aviator-style theme sock. So think of like Snoopy, uh, you know, in an airplane, or Amelia Earhart-style kind of 1940s um, aviation pilot uh we'll be releasing that uh on may 4th this year and we plan to release one community character sock each year for the foreseeable future that was breaking news i believe paul congrats actually yeah we haven't announced that just yet yeah i love i love to break a story here now although by the time this drops that'll actually be out there in the world already so i don't i Unless I release just like a, a 10 second clip of that on uh, on my Twitter page, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll do that. No, so, no 10 second clips of Anderson, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the team the team was 
the Burlington Royals, which I actually had to Google because teams named for their parent clubs are eminently forgettable. What was, and I know that you came in with the change here, but what was the, the reaction locally to the Sock Puppets nickname and logo? Uh, locally, uh, I would say, I, from my standpoint, I think it was 50-50, and I think we only saw the negativity. So, again, there was a lot of this is awesome. I love it. I can't wait to go to games. Again, we had just gotten out of the pandemic, so people hadn't been and seen baseball here for over a year. Uh, so I think a lot of people were excited to get back out, love the new name. But, you know, in our minds, all I like, at least from what I saw from a local standpoint, was just a lot of negativity. Uh, but in talking and, you know, with everyone, um, those were also kind of the people that, you know, not that we wanted them out, but we wanted to turn them. And we wanted to, you know, bring them in and see that this is a brand new team. It's a brand new ball club. It's a brand new staff. And I think me and Anderson have done a phenomenal job of finding those naysayers and really spinning them and turning them. And I mean, even from our initial meetings, when I was talking with people in sales meetings, it was, you know, well, you know, I'll go out there because it's a baseball team, but, you know, I'm not really interested in the name. I, I think you guys, you just, you know, you did it as a play. And now they're season ticket holders. They're, they're, they're partners. They're involved in everything that we do. And, um, and I think that's really just a, a credit to the, the staff that we have here as long as, the, as well as the logo. Um, nationally, I think it, it blew up. And I didn't, I mean, nationally, it, it took off like crazy. But yeah, locally, I think we all wanted it to really, really, really explode. And we just didn't see it at first. But I, it, it almost makes it more fun that it's a challenge that we get to turn the entire community so the way that these two guys have turned uh like an entire community around it's it i would say it was received but it wasn't like overly well received it was just like kind of a shocking factor of like well you just we lost affiliated baseball and now you just named our team the sock puppets like in a one-two punch um and within four or five months by the time opening day rolled around it was like, holy smokes, we're in Sockville, USA. We're going to attend a Sock Puppets game. And a lot of those naysayers were the same naysayers that now on opening day, I mean, this place was packed. I mean, what these guys did was incredible. They broke a world record for most uh, Sock Puppets, you know, at one point in one specific location with, you know, a 3,500 Sock Puppet giveaway. And you were seeing grown adults literally in the merch store pulling out their credit cards with sock puppet on their hand, like fumbling around trying to buy merchandise. And some of those were the same folks that were like, this is so childish. I can't believe you're going to have, you know, players wear sock puppets on their chest. They're going to be so embarrassed. And like by the second night of the season, players on the field are literally pulling out sock puppets that they had made out of their back pocket. And after they're hitting a double, they're literally looking back and, you know, doing a little sock puppet back in the dugout. And so I think just the way that um, we continue to lean in and like never apologized for anything that we were doing, like we truly believe what we're doing is like going to make this community well-known, continue to have fun and continue to make people enjoy coming out to the ballpark year in and year out, day in and day out. Um, and so I think that was like, we took a punch to some degree, Anderson and Thomas like never wavered, never backed down and continued to kind of stand by what the mission was. And the mission was to be for us was like literally sockingly different. And I think at every turn we've been sockingly different and had a lot of fun with it along the way. And um, I think as you can hopefully tell, like the three of us, like we're pretty genuine and we like to just genuinely have a really good time. And I think if the three of us and our entire staff, then from there on out has fun, um, then all of the fans that walk through the gates will certainly have a good time as well.
it's clearly a fun brand and it's obviously been embraced by by everyone and it's uh, you know i think that the 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 fun nickname combined with the serious design is just a recipe for success and it's something that dan has done over and over again i'm so glad to see the you know the appalachian league thriving and uh, you know the these unique names throughout the league you know whether they were attempting to be wacky or whether they were attempting to be more serious and and very locally focused like they've with with the exception of the river turtles sliding into home plate from the wrong direction i think all of the brands look really great out there in the appalachian league I don't know if I'll leave that in or not. That seems like an unnecessary slight against the river. <laughs> We're always okay with shots fired. <laughs> uh, I would say Anderson and then uh, Thomas are probably more upset that you didn't do a shots fired at, at the yeah. odd but, um, but uh, no, we're, we're okay with the, a river turtle slight. <laughs> well, the, the Otterbots sock puppets rivalry on Twitter has been a, a joy to follow. And I know there's a connection between the two teams. In fact, maybe owned by someone on this phone call here. <laughs> by Anderson, right? <laughs> Owned by the Twitter account of the Sock Puppets, but it's uh, you know I, that rivalry has been really fun, and I you know certainly the the Otterbots are the other brand that's gotten a lot of attention nationally uh, since these teams, uh, since the Appalachian League rebrand. Just just sort of one last round robin, real quick. Is there anything about the brand that I haven't asked about that's important for listeners of Baseball by Design to know? I think though, so. Full credit goes to Anderson for I think the mascot that was created, uh, Sock Squatch, um, is pretty incredible. Um, is uh, it's got like that twenty three nineteen vibe from Monsters Inc. Um, kind of just like the sock monster was the the general theme that we had kind of like wanted to create. Um, it was tough when Dan was designing some of these things was if we had actually rolled one of these out, it was going to be fairly phallic looking. Um, <laughs> I don't know if a phallic mascot was going to be uh, well received, but, but sock squatch has been like a huge hit. And uh, a lot of the creativeness of that definitely stemmed from, from Anderson. So definitely uh, kudos to, to Andy on that one. I'm just obsessed with uh, kid shows, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Awesome. Well, this has been great guys. This is my, my first ever group interview for a uh, baseball by design episode i think it went really well appreciate all of you taking the time anderson in particular i know i kept you late dan you worked hard to set up this interview so that we could get everyone in one room so i really appreciate that this has been a lot of fun i can't wait to get there in person for the all-star game and and meet you guys and and buy some more uh, sock puppets merch which i surely don't need at this point but i'm gonna do it anyway that's a shame um, <laughs> right we, exactly we do, have, we do have a stir of dad hat coming out so that will be here for opening day more breaking news this is okay this is i'm going straight to twitter after this conversation here so guys thank you so much dan thanks uh, as always for the great work that you do not only on this logo and i'm going to mention every single time we talk the logo that dan created for my podcast is just it just brings me joy every single day so thank you again for that dan and thank you all for for talking to me for the podcast Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, Thank this you, is man. fun.